We greet you all in the beautiful name of the beautiful game. Welcome to Pitch in Evasion, the podcast for football tribalists of all shapes and sizes. And yet again, we'll be trying to tell it like it is from the world of football. My name is Luazi Zikubu, back and alive. I'm Kola Makwaza. Not in a good mood today. Not in a good mood today. I'm coming through like Gattuso today. Please tell watch it out. just why shortly. Uh, Emeka Nyadiki here. As always, um, you know, um, Alison can make mistakes, but... Liverpool still on top. <laughs> I know the guys don't like to hear about oh, Liverpool, but hey, you know that oh, what can we do? What can we do? Oh, we, Liverpool goodness. goes into the transfer, the, sorry, the international break mm. on top of the table. Excellent. It's not about top, top of the table in September, Mika, as you know. It's about top of the table come May. Then, anyway. then, then somebody uh, slipped. Oh, yes. Someone slipped. And then, <laughs> <laughs> there was a Crystal Palace that did a number on them when they were leading. So and, that, was, uh, that was a long time Suarez ago. cried. Yeah. Shame. That was way before, shame. way before Brazil 2014. <laughs> We've already had Russia. Come on. But it's still very fresh in memory. Very fresh in memory. What will be fresh in Manchester United fans' memory is... The second win of the season, which gave Jose Mourinho a bit of some time to breathe. It's been quite a while since we've seen Jose Mourinho smile, Ola, but he could afford to get one over the weekend. Ah, listen, if you want to call breathing beating a, a poorly burned side, <laughs> then, you know, breathe if all you want. You know, um, he was asking for respect last week, so, you know... Did he get his respect? He mm. beat Burnley. Um, look, I thought Burnley would put up more of a fight. I must yeah. be honest with you. United did play actually. well. And um, I was quite surprised by a, a few, uh, perfor- in fact, the starting lineup by Mourinho, which I, was more attacking than what I would have assumed he would have mm. brought coming into this game. But nonetheless, you know, they got the three points. A much, could you imagine at this stage of the season, we'd be saying Manchester United got a much needed three points. Does, yeah, does, he, quite, does he have ridiculous. a choice? Because one thing is, is to moan, is to ask for respect. Mm. You've got to earn it. Yeah. And I, and I thought, you know, he put out a team that was out to win and they played to win. Mm. Um, you know, they, they probably met a Burnley team that wasn't, uh, primed for the kind of offsets yeah. that they usually, uh, cost, but credit to United for, for the win and, could have been more. I mean, uh, and, this, and that's that's the point I do want Mr. to make. Mr. Lukaku. It's a point. He scored two goals, I, missed the mm, penalty, but he even mm. missed, I think, two more chances that were much Not better. for the first time this season as yes. well. And uh, th- that's the point I really did want to make with, with United. Burnley is a type of team that will upset you if you come and you say, you know what, we're just going to contain and we're not going to give, you know, we're not going to play to the best of our ability. They can beat pretty much any side, any big side that comes to Turf Moor especially and says, ah, oh, we're not going to play, you know, to, to the best of our capabilities. But if you go to a side like Burnley and you say, you know what, we're Manchester United and we are going to play the Manchester United way, teams like Burnley don't have a chance. And they that's don't. what I thought United did well over the weekend is they went there and they, went, they were attacking. And Jose Mourinho, this is what happens when you play attacking football with the quality that you have at Manchester United. Hopefully... He gets that message. And uh, I know that coming out of the international break, United have got Watford away and Watford are flying at the moment as well. You know, uh, what, so, Watford, we saw we saw them, you know, win three games. Yeah. And no one was talking about them. Yeah. But then, but then, you know, when I looked at the fixture and they were playing against Tottenham, mm. and I thought to myself, like, this Watford, I, I did say to him last week that, yeah. that um, it was difficult to, it was a difficult game to call. And at the point, it seemed like Tottenham, you know, had the upper hand. Yeah. But Watford showed just 
great tenacity. Yeah. I think Tot- the problem with Tottenham, they just didn't go to the next gear. They were sort of stuck on second or third gear. They didn't actually go to the fourth, fifth gear. There was no killer instinct. They didn't actually push on ways. Watford, once they got that equalizer, there was a belief that they could actually go on Tot- and win this. Tottenham's got a goal that, you know, you wouldn't say was was really a goal in the mm. sense that they that they actually worked something out. Mm. It was a situation where they were it was an own goal, yeah, but it was also something the where there were just too many Watford players trying mm. to clear the ball and then mm. suddenly, you know, uh, it went through. But you see that, that Watford knew at that point in time that this wasn't a goal that they considered yeah. out of being play you know, playing second second yeah. fiddle to, to Tottenham. So they, they came back into that game and you know, one guy who's really, who really surprises me a lot is Troy Dini. And I'm not he's, a fan. he's, he, I mean, Ugh, sometimes, not a fan. sometimes Watford buys a lot of strikers and you think mm. Dini's going to go down the pecking order, but he's still there and he gives you quite a lot in terms of leadership and grit. You know what my thing is with Dini, right? Um, look, at, at this stage of his career, he's not going to get a, a big move to a big club. So I think he's set on a, a club like Watford, but he gets the Premier League, right? Blue collar, yeah. hardworking, and backside up, head down sort of approach. That's what the Premier League needs in terms of sustainability. And that's why you've seen some of the fl- more flamboyant players in the Premier League sort of don't last or, you know, don't cut it because they they don't have that uh, work ethic that is required to stay in the Premier League. So somebody like Troy Deeney gets that. And that's why I think he's become a cult hero at Watford because even if sometimes he doesn't score, I mean, Troy Deeney's not going to score 15 goals a season. Mm. However, it's the performance he's going to put in. And even the goals that he does score, he scored one against Arsenal. He yeah. scored now against uh, Watford. I think he's also scored against United a few seasons yeah. ago. So there are those games where Troy Deeney will be the difference because of his attitude. So I'm not surprised that he's still, you know, at Watford yeah. starting and he's going to go down as a cult hero. He's there, Jamie Vardy, in some ways, you know, um, <laughs> guy that, you know, is uh, loved by the fans, loved by the club, obviously loved in the city. So props to Troy Dini, I must say. You speak of, of, of blue collar and, uh, you know, the hardworking, the grafters of the English Premier League. Uh, let's go on to Pogba. He's uh, the more flamboyant of the players that are yes. uh, playing in uh, England's top flight. And what happened over the weekend? Yes, we know that teams have got their designated penalty takers, but uh, Lukaku sitting on a hat-trick. Pogba says, no, I'll take this one. He goes on to miss. Your take on that? You know what? For me, I'm saying this as if I was a coach, right? You have your designated penalty takers, as you said. But, guys, it's like in cricket. If somebody's got 49 Mm. and they're not off strike, you know, the guy that's on strike... Take the single, yeah. let the guy get to his 50. Yeah. Okay, so in football, it's common sense. The guy's on two, you know, give him the hat-trick. However, that same evening, we saw Messi give uh, Suarez, <laughs> Suarez exactly. an opportunity. But yeah. that's a different uh, situation because Suarez needed the goals yeah. and Messi understood that situation. Yeah. But in this case, Lukaku needed the goals. He needed the hat-trick. That's the guy you need scoring goals at yeah. United. And it was a strange decision for me. And I guess the football god spoke and Pogba missed. <laughs> well, the thing is, you know, with, with, with Pogba and, and, and Lukaku, I think they, they've got a, a great relationship. Yeah, they and, do. They you do. know, they can, they can let it go. But also, uh, we've seen Pogba score penalties in the opening week. Yeah. And he thought, okay, you know, step up again and get, get another goal. Um... Somehow, I, I think that, you know, teams have to say, okay, look, this is who our designated penalty taker is. Because, because the time will come when they seem to be cruising this last week, but the time will come when, when they need 
surety. Yeah. And they need the guy who's going to be able to score. Yeah. See, and now Pogba misses. Patrick's don't come every week in the Premier League. Yes. They don't come every week. So when there's an opportunity to seize a hat-trick, you take it, especially in the Premier League. Do you think the, the fact that Lukaku missed a penalty last season as well at, at some stage, one or two, do you think maybe that did play into the mind of maybe Mourinho who would have intervened uh, from the touchline and said, you know what, no, it's fine. Yes, he's in a hat-trick, but we, I, want the, I want the goal. So Pogba, you've taken two penalties this season. You scored both of them. You take them. Maybe. Or well, maybe just... Um, it would be one of those things where with penalty kicks, yeah. doesn't matter how good you are, you will, I mean, you, you will miss one, at one point or, or the other. That's so, very true. That yeah. is very true. What I've just realized is that for the first time this season, all our teams actually managed to win. <laughs> so <laughs> Arsenal won, United won, Liverpool won as well. Uh, yeah, which, don't, uh, don't try to make it look like, like, <laughs> like they haven't won. They've won four games in a row now. I'm glad you, you, you brought that up because my next question is, can Liverpool maintain? Absolutely can they not. stay uh, listen, at the top of the this team? team finished, you know the fraudulence of Liverpool drives me insane. <laughs> this team finished fourth last year. Yes, they went to a Champions final. Well done. But they finished fourth last yeah. year. Okay, so for me, I'm judging them based on what I saw last season. Yeah. This season, they look good. Um, obviously, um, Mane and uh, Salah, they're firing. Firmino obviously just registered um, over the weekend. So mm. they're still looking good. But they've had a cupcake schedule. Let us see. They're playing Tottenham soon. Uh-huh. So we'll see once the Tottenham's come, once the bigger teams come, we'll see the real Liverpool. But I mean, even against Leicester... I, Leicester actually put up uh, they did. quite a bit of a fight and um, it was quite tough going for them. Mm. But I still... And Vardy was not there as well. Yeah. So... And again, he scored they, they got it a easy. handful of goals against Yes, him, and yeah. they've got it easy. So let me see them down the stretch. They're on top, 100%. You can't hate on that. Mm-hmm. However, this Premier League season stretches over 38 games on four. We'll maybe, maybe, maybe. You know, you know what? You know what? I haven't said anything. Yeah. I, you know, we're waiting for you to say something. I, I don't. <laughs> I, I don't. Look, I, for the first time in a long while, yeah. I'm so relaxed. I mean, even Alison, <laughs> Alison, Alison goes out there and tries to to dribble Kelechi Hernachor and yeah. loses the ball and and Leicester scores. I didn't panic as I would if it was. Carriers or Mignolet in goal. Mm. Yeah, because you knew Vardy's not there, so it's not like they're going to go and get the second. No, no, no. This team is is building momentum. You're saying that, oh, they had a cupcake. Can they whatever. maintain? The point at the end of the day is, those are, those are the games that Liverpool usually drops points. Uh-huh. Either they lose or they, or they, they concede. Yeah. I mean, with Leicester, they only struggled until last season. They struggled to win away at Leicester. But, um, having said that, they've got a very difficult September because they have to play PSG, they mm-hmm. have to play Chelsea twice, they have to play, play Tottenham, and then they have to play Man City at the end you of the Don't say they've got a difficult September. Reality's kicking in. Because they've had it easy in August. So now, reality's kicking in. When are you going to respect... When are you going to respect the team that got to the finals of the Champions League? No, come on, please. Okay. No, let's not talk please, about respect. Then that means that you still respect Arsenal? That means you must respect Porto as well. For winning the Champions League. That's a long time ago. No, but still, still, Champions League and getting to the final, it's a matter of luck and sometimes, not saying that Liverpool didn't deserve it. I must say, I've I've never in my life seen a team of fans, a batch of fans, speak so much 
in the first couple oh, of they, games oh, of the no, no, no. They, I don't they, think I've ever in my life... You know Liverpool fans, they are, they are literally Even taking time bombs. Even when won the season that you year. You can imagine right? how terrible October, it will be. November, they were still not sure of themselves. Should they go Liverpool on and win it? four games in. Well, like, it will be so much worse. That's all I have to say anyway, about that. <laughs> we're going on international break. Have fun for the next two weeks. Top of the table, Liverpool. And then after the break, we'll see... <laughs> I remember a time when Liverpool blew a five-point lead with three games remaining in the season. But uh, I'll say that in moving on and ask for a quick report card as far as Manchester City are concerned at the moment. I think they 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 realize that, that they have to try and win sometimes without without being so domineering. Mm. And you know they got a reminder from Wolves. Yeah. And I think even last weekend um, there were moments where they suddenly realized that look. It's not every game you're going to blow people out of the park. So yeah. if you don't take that approach, this league is more difficult this season than it was last season for them because yeah. um, there are so many teams that have invested. And I'm not saying just the big teams. I'm saying, you know, who would have predicted that Watford will be, will go four, 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 four. four and four. Yeah. And even beat Tottenham amongst those four. So, you know, you talk about Leicester. Leicester against Man United in the opening game, they were, they were quite a difficult second yeah. half for United. So, yeah. Um, it's not an easy league and I don't think we have this whole narrative of oh, top 8 or wh- whatever anybody who is careless like United when in the past few weeks you see mm. the results yeah, that's true that's uh, very true that's very true so uh, we're going to move on now to uh, some news that have been making quite uh, uh, stirring quite a fair bit of drama over the past couple of days that is the FIFA the best awards and the nominees are out the top three, a lot of people are disagree, uh, disagreeing with this. I know I'm one of them. Mohamed Salah, Cristiano Ronaldo and Modric are in the very same uh, uh, top three that were in the UEFA uh, Player of the Year award uh, sort of top three as well. And I must say, I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm defeated. I'm defeated because for a very long time, I have not been following these awards because I just think they're a big farce. But this season or this year, they've just given me an even more of an incentive to just shun them again. I'm, I don't know if Mohamed Salah, Cristiano Ronaldo and uh, Luka Modric were the top three best players in in the world last season. I don't know. You're defeated. I'm disgusted. And I'll tell you why. Okay, Because every couple of, every four years or so, yeah. FIFA like convincing us that the World Cup year, the Ballon d'Or, the likely winner is going to be the World Cup winner, yeah. right? In 2006, Cannavaro won the World Cup, yeah. uh, the, the Ballon d'Or, right? By literally and doing nothing simply else. Simply because of by the World Cup. World Cup yeah. When they snubbed Zidane and they snubbed Thierry Henry, right? They gave it to Cannavaro. Yeah. The justification was it's the World Cup year. Mm. Like they did in 2002, Ronaldo, 98, yeah. Zidane, and so forth going down. 2010, mm. Right, was interesting because Messi got the Ballon d'Or there. Most people felt that it should have gone to one of the Dutch players and so mm. forth. But to me, I disagree because I think that, you know there's more to the season yeah. than just the World Cup. 2014, Ronaldo got it, having just won the Champions League, mm. didn't even get out the group stages. Yeah. So now we get to 2018, where we have the nominees who none of them won the World Cup. Mm. So my question to FIFA is this: in terms of criteria, what are you saying this year? Mm. Because if you want to base it on trophies. 
you've got th- two of the three that only have one trophy each. Yeah. The other one has no Nothing. trophies. Absolutely. So we can safely assume that it's not about the trophies. Okay, let's see what it could be. Mm-hmm. Could it be performances in the league? None of them won league titles. Yeah. Okay. So all three of them came, three of came them. third. Uh, or, Liverpool or less. Fourth. Liverpool yes. Fourth. Yes. That I will not forget. Yeah. Liverpool fourth. Right? <laughs> the other one, Salah, who at least was top goal scorer. So you could say, okay, he's in the league for, he's in there by being top goal scorer. Yeah. But he was not the top goal scorer in the world. Mm-hmm. So clearly they did not use goals. Then we moved to the Champions League. Yeah. Okay, you could say, fine. The two of the three won it. Yeah. But Salah didn't win it. Yeah. Okay. So now, if you want to add the Champions League, Liber- fine. Liverpool, yeah, Liber- Liber- Liverpool, Liverpool hates it yeah, once again. So then you I, I, I look at somebody like Lionel Messi yeah. and I ask FIFA this, right? Top assist, top scorer, most dribbles, most chances created, mm. most free kick goals. Mm. Um, he scored in both El Clasicos. Mm. He scored equalizing goals to save his team. He scored winning goals. Took and, Argentina uh, to went, the World Cup, went having season, retired. Patrick to send Argentina yep. to the World Cup yep. away from home. He scored uh, in, in all the big that, games. That, that, that was wait, in, Amiga, that wait, was wait, in wait, 2013. Wait, wait, Amiga. And on top of that, and on top of that, he got more men of the matches than Modric and Ronaldo combined mm. in the Champions League. Mm. More men of the matches than anybody in the entire globe of football, mm. right? And he scored more than anybody and assisted more than anybody. So in Ronaldo's domain of scoring, Messi was better mm. th- th- and, than him and Salah. Yeah. In, his, in assists, which is Modric's domain, Messi's got more. In trophies, he's got more than all of them. So are we going to use the World Cup? You, well, clearly we can't because Griezmann is not there. Yeah. Right? So what did they use this year? It's, I'm disgusted. False. I, 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 I'm boycotting I agree with, I agree okay. with him fully. I'm boycotting first, first and foremost, yeah. I have no, no quarrels with Salah being oh, yeah. Okay. Was, was he the top three best players? He had, he had a phenomenal season. Right. Granted, Liverpool didn't win the mm-hmm. title. Phenomenal season. That's like Messi every year. <laughs> and that's, and that's, and okay, that's my, this is my point. So, so this is my point. We've, we've seen uh, Messi and Ronaldo go on this goal scoring spree uh-huh. that we haven't seen in a long while. Mm-hmm. And we haven't seen anyone come, come, come so close. And yeah. Salah had quite, quite a season that was similar to what, what they usually Absolutely. have. Absolutely. Okay, now in terms of whether all three should have been there, I don't know because I think that. Um, on the World Cup here, I think the World Cup should be the basis, and I think Griezmann. Why, Amika? Why? Listen, the reason being being that that is the pinnacle of the sport, where you're supposed to. Then have World Cup awards. Let the World Cup agree, awards be. Agree. They had they had the awards for the World Cup. Mm. What I'm saying is that um, over time, the awards have always gone to the outstanding player from, yeah. the, from the World Cup. I, I don't agree that Cannavaro should have won in. I thought Zidane was yeah. for me for me the, the, the best player in that World Cup. Um, maybe the the issue of the red card uh, was a question, but then Cannavaro got it. But in 2014, sorry 2010, uh, Messi didn't have a great World Cup in South Africa, mm-hmm. and I thought that Wesley Snyder and his guys at Chelsea at, at Inter Milan had won the the Europa yeah, Europa the Cup, Champions, yeah. uh, Champions yeah. League, and they did very well. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, in, from the World Cup we had uh, the Uruguayan. But Diego Forlan was was mm. was um, outstanding player from the World Cup. But then in 2014, Messi took Argentina to the World Cup final, but it wasn't such a breathtaking performance. Ronaldo eventually got it because of Champions League. Um, if I go back, there was a year in '92 when he threw Stoichkov led um, he led um, Barcelona to the Champions yes. cha- to Champions League uh, win, mm. 
and he had a great season. Uh, this was 92. Now, normally the votes take, take place towards the end of the of the season. Mm. And Marco Van Basten, who, by the way, didn't even, you know, AC Milan got, got dumped out um, <clears throat> earlier. But what, one thing that he, that, that he did was, from the start of the new season up to the voting time, he scored so many goals. Mm. And the guys who were voting voted for him and Stoichkov raised the storm and eventually yeah. people said look bottom line at the end of the day sometimes even the World Cup seems like a long time ago but this is the first time that FIFA will bring out the nominations just not longer maybe a month or two after the, mm. after the World Cup and that's what I find very very curious because this is the award for this year and the year hasn't gone, gone to, an, to an end mm. you still have Champions League starting in September you have October and November and maybe somebody would have done something yeah. something remarkable but if it is based on the World Cup and the Champions League I thought you know the World Cup should have been a, a bigger denominator yeah. and, and back to the point that you, that you made about, about Messi there's no way you have Ronaldo in there and not have Messi. It's 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 remarkable. You know that's it's that's something absolutely that, that's remarkable. Something My thing with this because Amica, right here's where I'm getting with this um, Luis Amica, Okay, is that to me let's put trophies aside mm. because Salah's got none. Yeah. Let's put goals aside because Modric has got none. So now let's base it on player performance. Yeah. Right, pound for pound, player performance. There was and no for player. Me, pound for pound, player performance. Mm. Trophies aside, yeah. goals aside, Lionel Messi was, was better the best than all player. three. For, the, I, the, I, you know what the crazy thing was about was better this than is, all three right? combined. Lionel Messi, to me, had the best season he's ever had. I know he's had seasons where he scored fifty goals, mm. but those are just goals. I'm talking about performances where, you know, to me, one of the most. If if I die tomorrow touch what I don't right and I remember one of them and if I were to be, recall one of the most memorable things mm. I had ever seen in football in my life that hat-trick to send Argentina to the World Cup mm. coming from a goal down but that was 2013 not 2017 to send Argentina yeah. to the World Cup right for me, that is one of the most incredible things I have ever seen. That's what I'm, in I'm, I'm saying the, the, in my the FIFA award life, is right? is for the so, calendar year, not yes. not not 2017, 18. No, no, no. They said it's for 20. They said for what you call this, um, 2017, uh, 2018. No, no, it doesn't make sense. It right? doesn't. It doesn't. So make, it, it, it doesn't I'm saying doesn't, that I'm saying so that it doesn't make sense. The reason so, why they cannot say calendar, the reason why it's not calendar, uh, uh, what you call this calendar year, is because they're judging on six months. That's not yeah. even. That's half a year. No, right? I, for so, me. For for me, it doesn't make sense because the award, the previous award that they did, took into cognizance 2017. Mm. Yes. And to me, Modric 2016-17 was better than 2017-2018. Can you tell me that Luka Modric played better than Kevin De Bruyne in the course of which, whether you want to use the year, whether you want to use 2017-2018? We, we, we can all agree that he didn't. We took, all agree. He, but he, he inspired Croatia okay, on the World okay, Cup final. Okay, inspired Croatia, right? But here's my thing with that World Cup uh, sort of conversation. Antoine Griezmann was the best of a great lot of France players at the World Cup. So you can inspire all you want a team to the final and lose, or you can be the best of the best and win the World Cup. With I agree. Three goals, I, I with agree. Four goals and two assists or three assists. Listen, listen. So, Griezmann for me, mm. Griezmann, Messi, and Ronaldo. Mm. If I, if I was to pick... That should pick, be... You know, my other issue is... Um, I know we have to be out of here on this topic, but I'll just conclude in saying this. Here's my problem in a World Cup year with using the World Cup to give the player mm. of the year. 
The World Cup has seven games for you to win it. Mm. There are about some 40-something games but in that season. Those are seven games is the pinnacle of the sport. I agree with you, right? It's the pinnacle. That is why have the World Cup awards. Mm. But in the context of the season, then we might as well throw away what's happened leading up to the World Cup and just worry about that. Because here's, here's a scenario. What happens if one day South Korea win the World Cup and with players, majority of them playing in the J, in the, in the K League mm. in South Korea, right? Would you be happy to say the best player in the world came from that league? <laughs> Give them the award. We had one guy, we had one guy from mm. Godfrey Chitalo from Zambia. Scored over a hundred oh, yes, yes, goals. That yes. saga. And people don't agree yeah. because he, he's some unknown guy from, from Africa. But that's how it is. I, I think we, we, we all agree that, that these the, the list for, for the FIFA Best Awards, the three, is shambolic, uh, to say the least. Um, the fact that literally I the best player... I wouldn't say shambolic. I wouldn't world, say shambolic. Mohamed Salah is not shambolic. <laughs> he's a good player. The, the, the best player shambolic. in the world over the last season is not in there, which is just amazing for me. But uh, we're going to stick with European football and uh, we are going to touch on who Ronaldo who, who and who his... Votes? Who votes? Uh, that's such a good question. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's, yeah. that's what you maybe, say. Maybe we can, we can, that can be our homework for next episode. We can come up with yeah, exactly. a list of who votes and find out exactly how it is that they came up with these three names. Uh, but they will be named, I believe, at the end of the month, uh, the winner of uh, the FIFA Best Award. It I'm could be Ronaldo, it could be Modric, it could be Salah. I think if, if Sanity does it, prevail, I, I hope it's, it's going to be Modric. I hope it's Salah. There's absolutely no basis for giving it to Modric. But anyway, anyway, we were going to touch on Ronaldo and his. Uh, a goal jar that continues over in Serie A. Bale and Benzema seem to have found a, a new lease uh, on life at Real Madrid in the absence of Ronaldo. But I think uh, because of time, we're just going to touch a bit on the UEFA Champions League draw. Uh, I guess I'm going to speak to you, Imika, because uh, our dear friend here is not in that uh, Champions yeah, yeah. League. Yeah, where, 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 <laughs> Do you know why I no, watched the Champions League say. draw? On Tuesday, I wanted to see who's going to finish third and join an us in the Europa fan, League. On Tuesday and Wednesday, what are you going to be doing? And to see who's going to finish third out of all of you to join there's us. There's nothing to say about the Champions League. League. If we had a Europa League segment, we'd touch all right. on. But there's nothing for you to Go say. Ahead. Go Kimika, ahead. Uh, Champions League draw. Liverpool, difficult group. United, difficult group. Spurs, difficult group. I don't think it's a difficult group. group. I mean, we, we, are, we, are, don't think it's going to be the most competitive we, Europa League you We were in the Champions League finals last year and we've won it how many times? Five times? Oh my PSG has never won it. Napoli has never won it. Here's my point. Here's my point. <laughs> Napoli, Napoli queried UEFA yeah. to say, what is this whole thing that you did that suddenly Liverpool ended up in our, in our mm. group? And I agree with them. I agree with them. There's no way Liverpool should have been in that pot three. Because mm-hmm. it's unfair to the teams that are, that are there. Because now PSG <laughs> and Napoli are going to be having, having sleepless nights. It's the Champions League, best of the best. You play who you you were shown to play. Uh, Liverpool, Liverpool, Liverpool. <laughs> I think but, that was really difficult. But, but on a more serious note, yeah. I, I think that you know that's that's probably going to be the most exciting group yeah. because Napoli we know from last season mm. and the past few seasons mm. very attacking even though they have a new coach but who's the new coach the new yeah. coach is is the coach who's the serial yeah. the serial winner, winner. Yeah. who has both bitter and sweet tales about about uh, Liverpool sorry about 
Liverpool because he yes. he, he, he lost, lost and he won. And then you know he's got to play against PSG, so that's mm. the subtext subplot in yeah. that group is really interesting. Other than that, I think the other groups, you know, fairly um, um, you know mm. predictable from from a, from an English English point of view. It's it's difficult. It is difficult. That Tottenham group, Tottenham, Tottenham group, Inter, Barcelona, Barca, they have Inter, to go. Uh, that's that's going to be really difficult. Tottenham has to go to Barcelona. Mm. We've seen them match up to Juventus mm-hmm. uh, last and Real season. Madrid last season. We've as seen well. them also with Real Madrid. Mm. Uh, it would be interesting to see we how you saw them against Watford as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess that's it. That's, <laughs> you know, I'm you, just saying. You know, you know when, when, when they beat United, United uh, the previous week, we all thought, you know, there was something to this Tottenham. But now, uh, going on on the back of this Watford game and yeah. going to play against Barcelona, it's not going to be quite... Mm. Uh, they wouldn't have that, mm. that kind of mind, I, I, mindset. I, I'm thinking to myself, in that Barcelona game... Who's who's gonna be unless they do a, a triple man job on someone like Messi? Because obviously you know that Messi is literally the lifeblood of anything good with Barcelona. Who in that Spurs team is gonna be watching Lionel Messi? They don't have a, they don't have a Kante or. If they had a Musa, maybe that's the kind of game you bring on Musa Dembele. Problem is that Musa Dembele do a defensive job. Yeah, Musa Dembele can do a good mm. job sometimes, but he's slow. Yeah, and Messi is. It's not just fast mm. he's evasive he's he's spe- he, I think, like he doesn't think yeah it's almost like the ball um you know the ball is glued to his yeah to his body and his and his his feet mm. and that's that's something that i worry about for yeah. for tottenham and you know they went with, with this whole idea of playing three at the back yeah and having their their wing backs push push forward but we, we'll, we'll see what happens of course they, they still have uh Victor Wanyama, maybe. Oh, yes, that's true. He's also yeah. still in the side. But uh, yeah, some very interesting uh, sort of matchups as far as the Champions League is concerned. Uh, Europa League, uh, we saw a couple of uh, interesting matchup, matchups as well. But we'll move swiftly along and go back to uh, the whole Ronaldo issue where uh, his coach over at uh, Juventus uh, says that nobody scores 40 goals in Serie A. And, uh, you know, based on what we've seen so far this season, perhaps he's right. Ronaldo is. Sort of going to struggle to break that 40 goal barrier. Well, maybe his coach does not remember a certain guy by Gonzalo Higuain who did score. I think it was 30, 40 or something. No, it wasn't. In, 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 was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was his total goal. Not, 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 oh, it was not, in all goals, but yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah. in all competitions. Yeah. Right? But um, look, you know, the one thing that I think Ronaldo is struggling with at Juventus is being part of the team. Mm. Because at Real Madrid, it was more centered around him. So yeah. he didn't have to actually make runs to open up for other players. Yeah. Was, I've actually watched every single game um, of Juventus this season. And what I've noticed is that Ronaldo is not making runs for other players. Mm. And I think that's negating a lot of what Juve did well, have done well in the last seven years yeah. in a row that they've won the league, is that they actually play well as a team. You cannot identify a Juventus player and say, he's the best player in the team yeah. or he's the most crucial player. Everybody puts in a shift there. And he just has to, Ronaldo has to adjust to that. And I think what the moment he adjusts, he will score. I mean, Higuain scored. Mandzukic is scoring, yeah. has scored, in, I think, in every game now. So once he gets to that um, understanding that, listen, there's something you might have to sacrifice mm. ego-wise in terms of wanting to be at the end of every single play. But it will open up for you. Just be part of the team mm. and chances will come. And I think the moment Ronaldo um, just allows himself to, you know, take a step back and open up for the rest of the team, goals will... Ha- 
he will score. Yeah. That's going this, to this is one this is one instance where I'll say I don't think there's a cause for alarm. Ronaldo just needs to score one goal mm. and then the rest of, of it will, will come. Mm. It's a new league, it's his new teammates. He will adjust. He he also needs to understand that, you know, when you play with other other people, you, it doesn't have to be about you all the yeah. time. He can he can create chances. I mean, I was looking at the start from last weekend, Mohamed Salah and David Silla, Silva, they both created 13 chances more than anybody else mm. in the league. And people focus on what, what he's missing. But Ronaldo is not doing that. He's not creating enough mm. chances for his teammates. He needs to see maybe he can provide yeah. some kind of decoy. And then eventually when no one is paying attention, he, he'll get his goals. But we, what we've, we've seen in the past, whenever mm. we try and, try and criticize him, like even last season, he started out and he wasn't scoring goals. And then suddenly once he started scoring... Mm. He scored more goals than everyone else. So well, you know, you Champions know. League is coming, and Ronaldo Wolf football might just find his his range. Wolf yeah. football has told him that it's good, it's fine for him to just go and not and not uh, you know. Uh assist or do anything else so hey look uh, I'm sure he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna he is gonna find the back of the net but uh, perhaps as Paula does put it Juventus are a bit more of a, a team-centered outfit uh, you know more than the Real Madrid who were very much uh, focused on the individuals who were fortunately for them good enough uh, at that level but uh, he's 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 I mean, I think now taking the most shots in, in Europe already 26 uh, and no still no goal but uh, on the other side of that coin is Bale and Benzema back at Real Madrid and uh, Lionel Messi was quoted a couple of days ago, in fact I think yesterday, yesterday uh, yeah. saying that uh, Madrid aren't as good without Ronaldo, which is probably true and uh, sort of my finding with that is that Madrid are going to play better football without Ronaldo but they're going to win less. That's where I stand. I don't know uh, your thoughts you know, on that. I agree with you um, 100% because I think the interesting thing with Real Madrid when they did have Ronaldo was that in a strange way, you know, it stifled the creativity Absolutely. of certain players that, mm. you know, needed to be also at the end of things. Like, for example, Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale is capable of 40 goals a season. He's I more agree. than capable of that. Mm. But in, in when he was at Real, when Ronaldo was at Real Madrid in the period that he was there, the problem was that Bale often had to look up and see where Ronaldo yeah. is. It was the same with Asensio. It was the same with Benzema. And I don't think that, you know, as much as they did win three Champions Leagues in a row, that is, you, you're always going to win when you have Ronaldo on the field. Let, let's not um, get that twisted. Yeah. It's just the aesthetic play. This season, Real Madrid are actually playing some darn good, beautiful they, they football. They look very good. It's they good do. to watch. Mm. And I think now that Messi, Ronaldo's gone... Messi says otherwise. He says... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I don't, know, I don't know if he's been watching. It's not like he's going to come out and say, "Actually, no, these guys suck." No, 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 no. <laughs> so he's going to say that. I think he's, I think he misses Ronaldo. You think does. so? Yeah, he mm. probably does. Ah, well, uh, the, the, that whole sort of partnership has been broken, and I don't think it'll ever be partnership. Uh, it'll ever, well, whatever it is that they had, <laughs> um, I don't want to call it a rivalry because I think it, it it more influenced the one player than the other. But um, whatever it is that they had, they I don't think. Uh, again, I think the one pushed the other, or the the other was pushed by the other's performances. Not uh, not it wasn't a two way thing, but. Um, uh, that's pretty much all we do have as far as Ronaldo is concerned and European football. We're going to take a bit of a breather when we come back, focus a bit more on South African football. Of course, uh, the past weekend belonged to the MTN8 and we know who's through to the final. More on that when we come back. Only 
Supersport can put you in a front row seat to the best football leagues this season. Catch every Premier League, UEFA Champions League, UEFA Nations League, AMSA Premiership and La Liga match live. And now, it's the only place to watch every minute of the Serie A on Supersport 9. Get your front row seat and watch all the football that matters. Only on Supersport. Welcome back to Pitch Invasion. We've uh, just had a look at uh, European football. It's the turn, though, of South African Dizki, as we call it this side. And the MTN8 semi-finals are a thing of the past, and four has become two. And as far as Emika is concerned, it's the two that he always thought was uh, going to be has there. Has a guess never been so... <laughs> <laughs> you know. For once, this is not Liverpool, man. You, you credit. Wow. <laughs> Okay, you know? now I'll give you credit. You, you call that. You call that. <laughs> but the, I mean, why? Why did you actually say that? Why did you base before you even saw the second legs? Why did you actually say Cape Town City and Super Sports United in the final? I, I saw both games. Mm. Um, starting with the, with the Chiefs game, I thought you know they they, they were quite lucky to, to come back into that game the mm. way they did. Um, but then one thing I realized is they're going to play the second leg in in FMB. Yeah, and it's, they're not playing against. Orlando Pirates yeah. or Sundown, so they're not going to get all of that yellow wall that they yeah. usually get there. But also, you know, they they went into that game trying to to say, okay, we've got these two two goals from <laughs> from there. And those goals were they were the biggest undoing because it was almost like Super Bowl United went into that game like you know we get a goal, mm. we're going to hit them. Um, they score again, you know. And do you, do you think how matters sort of Transpired in, in the league game uh, during the week, where Chiefs were two 0 up, and then late, uh, you know, conceded two goals, and then ended up drawing, which meant they still haven't won the season. Had, Do you think that played a role? They've had a terrible season in the league, and we we always thought mm. it was better off for them in the cup because of how they how they took out first yeah. stars. But you know, playing against Super Super, Super Sports United actually have become such a good cup team. Yeah, that's very true. And you know, they've they've also gone on, gone on a run. They've mm. gone they've, they've won I think four four games on yeah, the trot now. Yeah, they lost the opening to Kansas City. And they that's that's something something that that they have going for them. And you know, um, quite unfortunate for Chiefs because this a win in this in this game would have give, given them a, a lift. But right yeah. now, it kind of sums up the entire season uh, of how terrible it is. And for Sundowns. Uh, I knew that there was no way they'll play. They, you know, the big mistake they made was resting players for the first game yeah. and hoping that Cape Town will come into the second game. And you know, the one thing we saw with Cape Town City, they had a one goal lead, even though they considered a goal. They came into that game and defended like yeah, they did a job, like they were they were Italians. <laughs> they did a job, you know. And you know, at the point that I remember that that Benny McCarthy had played under Mourinho at Porto, so. Yeah. Maybe learn something. <laughs> but I mean, I, I think Sundowns pretty much were in the same uh, sort of, you know, mindset, mind space uh, with the, as, as Kaiser Chiefs. They were knocked out of the CAF Champions League midweek. So to bounce back and immediately focus on another high stakes game of football, I mean, if there are, if there is any team in South Africa that is capable of doing that, it is Sundowns. But uh, this time didn't quite work out. I think maybe the CAF commitments are slowly, slowly starting to take a toll. Mm. 
on uh, I, I know I, the players also take it off, but maybe on Vito in terms of his tactics because I can imagine you know every week you almost have to plan a different strategy how you're gonna approach it and yeah. you know league games and cup games the strategy is different because the psychology also you know comes into play yeah. because in, in in a second leg game you know you have to switch the players mentality from being down and yeah. knocked out in a cup the, the following week and then this week they have to come back and re-motivate themselves to get two goals against a stubborn defense and I, I think that may have probably you know was it, was um, a terrible, down was a terrible week for both them and Chiefs yeah <laughs> yeah no it, was really, not it really was a terrible week and I'm sure it's one they will want to forget really quickly but let's talk about the two sides that are through though to the final Supersport United Cape Town City yet again through to the final and you know what as, as, as much as, as young as Cape Town City are in South African football, they've shown that when it comes to games that matter, they, they've, they've got what it takes to, 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 you know, to get over the line. And I have to give a lot of credit to Coach Benny McCarthy for that. Absolutely. I mean, look, Benny, Benny has done well. And, and, and it's one thing, you know, I mean, look at Pizzo. He played in Europe. Some, sometimes people forget that these, 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 these players who or these coaches who uh, come from very good good background because when yeah. you play for some of the, the top teams in Europe you you get so beyond your coaching qualifications mm. there are moments in, in games where you remember you know at certain points in your playing career what what did your coach tell you you look at a player for instance like like uh, you know like like George Ware for if, if you if you became a coach mm. you know this is a guy who played under Wenger and played under a few, a few coaches yeah. and that's something that we've seen with Benny there are moments where you know, he switches his, his tactics. In the other game, um, which was which was the, the, the league game in the game, I saw moments where I thought, you know, he needs to try and check his his temperament and, yeah. and all that. But in this game, uh, you know, he had those, those moments. But in the second half, when he needed to rally his, mm. his boys, you could see that there was a tactical discipline, yeah. which he, he tried to instill there. I'm, I'm hoping that we can get... Stephen Pina, uh, Bradley Cannell, and a few more of them back yeah. in the league, and then ultimately, you know, we we'll get we we'll get a, a much wider pool of Young younger coaches. younger coaches with, with with good talent. But uh, credit to, to Benny McCarthy, he's gonna he's gonna have his his hands full when he plays against. Super Sports United in the Cup yeah, final. It's a fantastic point you do make that about uh, you know the, the Stephen Pinas and the Bradley Carnells, all those young coaches coming in and filtering back into local football. Caetano Tembo through to the, uh, the to the Cup final as well, and I want to ask you, Paula, for your predictions because last last season it was Super Sports United that uh, won the title. They're back trying to defend it this time. Uh, do you think Cape Town City can actually do the job? I think Cape Town City will win, and uh, I think uh, in Benny's situation, that's another final that he's in now. Yep. and I think he would have learned from that uh, previous loss and I think also for the team um, they now believe in themselves mm. more and I think Benny will get like Amika said the experiences of playing in big cup finals I feel Benny will be it will be easy for him this time around it's okay mm. last time this is maybe, maybe where we went wrong we were either too conservative this time we've got nothing to lose it's against the defending champions Guys, the first cup final of the season, yeah. let's go for it. And I think that momentum is going to help Ajax. Because if you kept... The, remember, they shut out the league champions, yeah, right? Did. Who just come off um, continental duty. So for them, you know, how can you not be motivated that you can't beat any team yeah. in a once-off game when super, they held super, off... Super Sports United uh, uh, are probably one of the most consistent 
uh, cup teams in, in South Africa in the last few, few seasons. Mm. So, and Caetano, you know, he did well uh, when he he was briefly in charge uh, the last season and playing in Africa. Yeah. Um, maybe this is his chance to to write write his name and not and not always fly below the radar. So well, the final first time winner for other coach. Yeah, it's going to be a very nice matchup between the two. Uh, final coming up on the 29th, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, we're going to move on to the deadline, which sort of went under the radar for a local football, but it wasn't, uh, you know, uh, the only thing that was good news as far as the Cape Town City, the MTN8. They also managed to get uh, the services of Tekelo Randi for three years, uh, which I'm not too sure if it's, it's, it's a... Sort of a win-win for both uh, player and team owner. You know, I I think um, both have nothing to lose, yeah. right? Because the uh, Ajax, Ajax, uh, Cape Town City, for them, I think they also need uh, experience up front. Yeah. I know they've got in the midfield with Deco and them. They've got it at the back. Ben is there, yeah. and I think they need somebody with uh, a cool head up front that knows his um, way to go. Yeah. And Tukelarant is proven in the Premier League. He's played uh, in the Premier Absa Premiership. He's played with Benny before, yeah. so I think there is an understanding in terms of what is expected of him. And he's got nothing to lose. He's coming back to South Africa with. Um, I think uh, I'm actually surprised that nobody else thought of getting yeah. him, and I think it's a great deal for both players and uh, clubs. It's a fantastic deal. I mean, Tokelo will score, and mm. he will do well. I'm, I'm quite disappointed that um, it hasn't worked out for him in Europe because yeah. I thought with his pace, mm. he was really suited for the English league. But um, it was quite obvious that maybe the, maybe there were other, other factors. But he will do well, and it's a good thing that he's going to Cape Town because. Um, apart from the fact that Benny is his coach, Benny is a striker, and I'm sure mm. there, are, there are things that Benny can 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 help him yeah. walk around um, his game. But the one thing that I enjoy about him is his pace. I'll never forget because he's, he's scored the goals against Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> Not just once, we twice. Won't twice. twice. I, I, thought, I thought you probably should have. They should, like me, they, should, they should rename the stadium in Uyo Tokelorante Stadium. <laughs> Pac, um, Godfrey Walusumbi. Yes. From yes, from from Kenya. Mm. Um, he's one. One player who's been really impressive, um, mm. you know, in, in East African football for, for quite a while. Uh, so I was surprised on the last day to see that he's come through to, to Chiefs. I'm looking. I mean, I know that deal took a while because there's a lot right. of controversy as yes. well uh, with that deal. And uh, I think you know, the fact that they threw him straight into the starting lineup, you know, really did surprise me as well. I thought that, that says a lot about Chiefs. It, it, it does. It says a lot about Chiefs. But here's the thing, though: it's not as if the, the left backs that have played for Chiefs this season have done badly. In fact, the, the left back has been probably the strong one of the strongest positions. But you know what, I tell you what. Okay. Allow me to exercise some history, right? <laughs> Kaiser Chiefs, when you think about it, they have a thing of knowing how to sign good left backs from um, Africa. Yeah. Remember they did it with uh, um, Basera? Oh, yes. And then they did it with um, uh, David Obua. So yeah. maybe they've identified another type player like that. So for no, them... I mean, he's, 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 he's a fantastic No, player. he's a fantastic he's, player. He needs, and I think that not to prove himself to anyone. I, th I think that he, he will settle in. Yeah. And, and he, I mean, he, he will probably give them um, a, a lift when, when, when he gets mm. going. Here's a, here's a, Kola, here's, here's a bolter for you. Pagamani Mathambi. Still a young man, but he's mm. now back in South Africa. And are you surprised that Mamelodi Sundowns actually snapped him up? Am I surprised Sundowns with the most money? No, but I'm surprised he came back to South Africa. I'm and I'll tell you why. Went, uh, you know, for me, place. when I look at uh, Pagamani, I think the guy's got all the ability that mm. he should be in Europe somewhere. He yeah. should be right now in um, playing in a top division somewhere. Mm. And I tell you why I don't like this move, because... 
you've just played well in the um, in the Absa Premiership, mm. right? You, I wouldn't say dominated, but you've made your mark. You've yeah. planted your flag. Would it not be time for you to then, okay, after Al Ahli, let me go plant my flag elsewhere? Mm. And at that age, I think there's a lot for him to learn and absorb that can take him to the next level. Yeah. I know most people, uh, you know, like May Matlangu, for example, right? He's the type of player, he's moved around in, in Europe, but he never once thought about coming back because, mm. you know, he made his mark in his earlier days mm. and thought, you know what, let me go elsewhere and plant my flag. And I think Pagamani Matlangu is at that level of May Matlangu where he can actually go to a European team not Division 2, mm. Belgium, but Division <laughs> 1 somewhere, and actually start and play well. Yeah. How can you play? There's no way you can play for Al-Akhli. You know when they say if you reach for the um, uh, stars, if you reach for the moon and, and you fall short, you at least land yeah. amongst the stars. Surely, once you leave Al-Akhli and you go to Europe, you know, you land amongst somewhere, Cyprus, yeah. Turkey, that's a, that's a Liga, somewhere. That, that's the difference with West African players. If they find their way to North Africa, they're not coming back. They're, they're gonna back. go. Yeah. Oh, that's like a launch pad. Mm. But for South African players, it's you know uh, how how, how to put it is. I don't get it. Is you know Egypt wasn't a means to an end mm. for him. The the end for him was okay. I want to go and play for Sundowns mm. or play for Chiefs or, or Pirates, depending mm. on on which side of the spectrum yeah. they, they they rise. And that that is still a problem for for South African players and and a big problem for Bafana because. You know, you don't get that much quality yeah, yeah. With, with the players not, not expressing themselves yeah. to the fullest. You know, I saw something interesting the other day that Cape Verde, the squad of Cape Verde that we played um, a few years ago yeah. in um, the qualifiers, they have three times more players playing abroad than the Bafana squad. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Three times more. Cape Verde. Cape Verde, which is probably half the size of Bloemfontein. Mm. Three times more. So I think we actually need to start getting our guys to realize that, guys, the grass is actually greener on the other side. And Does just go have to work a bit plant harder, your flag, yeah. spread the word yeah. about South African football, let people know that we have players mm. here, and be the example. Sit. I mean, you look at some of the Brazilian players. I mean, Pele never went to Europe, mm. right, ever. He went to the States. And, uh, and that was late in his career. But after that, you started seeing Brazilian guys actually say, you know what, let's try our luck abroad and let's plant our flag as Brazilians and let's bring our style. Yeah. Before you know it, which top team doesn't have a Brazilian mm. player in it? So, my th Nigeria, Amika can attest to this, Nigeria, they have players everywhere. everywhere. I mean, every corner of the world. Post World Cups. Yes, so all, the, all the, the players world. moved. Mm. So, I mean, William Trust Econ, yeah, the center back. He's gone to Udinese and he's doing mm. quite well. Yeah. Leon Balogun went to, Balogun Bright, to Brighton yeah, from, yeah, from yeah. Germany. So a lot of them uh, players, even the guys in Turkey, some of them moved. They were good moves for, for all of those players. So um, I, do, I still worry, but I, I hope uh, for, for the sake of Bafana, we get, we get a few more players um, go out to Europe to strengthen and get, get, get some experience. Let's quickly talk about uh, Bafana and uh, expand a bit more as far as uh, the program is concerned for them. They're up against Libya this weekend mm. in AFCON 2019 qualifiers and uh, already the week is still very fresh but they've been struck with a couple of injuries. Bongani Zungu and Temba Zwane not available. How much of a, a knock is that to uh, Stuart Baxter's plans? Well, add Trumpokekana to that mm. list as well because he's also not available yeah. and uh, that's a, a massive loss. I mean, those are, you know, if you were to do a Top ten, those three would be in the top yeah. ten. Yeah, I, I think, all, I think also Lebo, Lebo Motiba, um, Dean Foreman, and Bradley Krobler 
you know, still question marks about what are their, mm. their about their fitness. Yeah, mm. it would be a shame to lose Krobler as well, especially he's he's hit a, he's a good solid form, yeah. vein of he's form. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So not uh, good news to start the week for them. But as far as Libya are concerned, how much of a, a challenge are they uh, to Bafana Bafana's ambitions of making it to Cameroon 2019? They are, they are what you call a dark horse. Mm. Um, you know, war torn, all their players, you know, so the, the, you know, most, for, for the most part, they haven't been playing their games yeah. in Libya. Um, my worry is the tendency for Bafana to always look at these rankings of team and say, okay, this is not a team that's, that they want to, to, to play with. They just have to, to, to sit up. Otherwise, uh, that win against Nigeria will suddenly become, not important. Yeah, and they don't want to be or find themselves in that position. It is, of course, the uh, international week for a couple, for a week or two, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, what we do have is the inaugural UEFA Nations League, uh, which will be uh, pitting pretty much the biggest nations in European football against each other. It's like a mini Euro uh, European qu- uh, sort of championships, if you want to put it that way. Imika, please uh, give us a bit more of an idea of what uh, this championship is all about. Well, I mean, UEFA's idea is to to make the, the international weeks more interesting because typically mm. without, or with Europe, or like Africa, they mm. have their European Championship every four years and then they yeah. have the World Cup. So in between, they, they've come up with this um, UEFA Nations League mm. where um, they have used all the coefficients to divide their teams into into uh, four four groups, um, four leagues rather. Yeah. Uh, a, B, C, D, and then uh, uh, each of the leagues have have uh, uh, four groups. Some have three teams, some have four teams, and then they've got an institution where they, you know they, they, you award points. So it's almost mm. like you're playing in the Champions League. And then they have uh, what has made more, what makes it more interesting is that you know they have relegation and, and promotion. So Jeez. the the teams play home and away over the months of September, October, November, which yeah. means uh, every international window they play two games. And then uh, the, the 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 winners of the of the groups uh, from from Group A, sorry, um, um, runners up from from Group B, C, D, the B, C, D group winners uh, end promotion to. So the, the 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 top league, while the teams who come bottom from from A B C gets get relegated. It seems kind of complicated, but the idea is that the four group winners from mm. from from uh, uh, from the top league um, end up in the semifinals, and and then they play in next year June, and then they play um, they play the final. The final. What it means invariably is that African teams and every other people don't have don't have a chance to play against. Uh, Which is exactly where I was going, is that for me, you know, this is a terrible idea for UEFA <laughs> because it further divides, you know, we're supposed to bring people together with football, football yeah. but now you're just excluding people. So I cannot see uh, Germany versus uh, Nigeria, for example, mm. for a long time. I won't see, uh, you know, Brazil versus Spain playing a friendly for another long time. And it's a terrible idea. I understand UEFA are doing it for money reasons. They cannot con us and tell us this is to strengthen, you know, the teams in Europe. Yeah. And it's just killing the spirit of the game because the whole point of friendlies, you want to see teams that have never played each other mm. or would never see each other so well i mean i'm looking at i'm looking at some of the fixtures uh, uh, from uh, the opening round of this uefa nations league and we've got some absolutely fantastic ties germany up against france italy poland england spain that's a big one france netherlands that's going to be entertaining I have that, no that's the game I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to that game yeah it's going to be entertaining france, france netherlands you know, uh, and then spain, spain croatia as well spain croatia as well we know uh, exactly why uh, 
you know, they want uh, that to happen. So we're fast running out of time, but uh, before we close, we're going to touch on what happened uh, a couple of days ago with uh, Tamsanga Kabuza of Orlando Pirates. Uh, rather unfortunate scenes that took place in a league game where he assisted a goal and own goal uh, that Black Leopards scored and Pirates were one up and then he took his shirt off, threw it at the fans, <laughs> the fans, which is really funny, sort of threw it back at him because and he was really annoyed at what they've been saying about his performances, whether rightly or wrongly, uh, you know, we let's be honest, he hasn't been performing uh, up to scratch of what an Orlando Pirate striker, uh, you know, should be performing. And let's not forget, he's also a Bafana striker as well. But uh, what sort of transpired after that, Paula, not pretty at all. And him sort of walking off the pitch, the players trying to stop him from doing that, having an altercation with the coach and then having an altercation with the fans again. It just wasn't pretty from a, a, a Gabuza point of view. Look, it wasn't pretty, but I'm not against Kabuza in this situation. How so? Uh, How are I you not against that? Everybody's got the right to express themselves. I mean, didn't Eric Cantona express himself? <laughs> he's, he's a club legend at United. Nobody, you know, villainizes him yeah. uh, for that incident, you know. So, you know, he was a bit frustrated uh, frustrated, and um, could be his performances, also the fans booing him. And I don't see anything wrong with that. Like I said, Eric Cantona, right, damn near karate kicked somebody <laughs> and he's revered as this great icon, Eric, one of the Eric greatest. Eric Cantona. didn't kick anybody. Listen, Eric Cantona. He was performing. Was scoring goals and yes. performing. Yes. But he's. Gabuza was very, unprof very unprofessional. Mm. You know, his actions and, you know, that's not the image you want mm. um, young kids to have when they watch, watch a professional player. Yeah. That is very unprofessional. Yes, he's apologized and I hope everybody forgives him, but. Um, Let me ask you a question, Amika. What was worse, what Sergio Ramos did or what Gabuza did? We're talking about about Gabuza here and Gabuza Gates. And what about Ramos? <laughs> what was worse? Do you know what I mean? Gabuza did not harm anybody. No, no, he did not I, I have to change the team's fortune. Is, is Gabuza a striker? <laughs> We'll leave you with that question and maybe we'll answer it when we come back for another episode. But that's uh, all we do have for episode five of Pitch Invasion. Uh, we've covered pretty much everything as far as uh, world football is concerned over the past week. Uh, next time we do speak to you guys, it will be after or during the international window. I'm sure a lot to speak about there with the AFCON qualifiers as well as uh, the inaugural UEFA Nations League set to kick off in the next couple of days. But from myself, Thank you very much and never work alone. Oh, goodness. Bye for now.